Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Matinee Matinee. Today we will be reviewing the film Mr. Roosevelt. Okay. So I'm confused. Yes. I just yes. don't. Okay. This film has 30, ra- 30 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and it's 100%. And I just don't get it. I don't get how it's 100%. We can talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, that's actually not that surprising to me. Um, I'm assuming that's why we watched the movie, though, because you no. you saw that it got really good. Why did we watch this <laughs> okay, movie? Okay, so we watched this movie because a Facebook friend mentioned it on Facebook as being good. But now I'm not sure if that was a joke or not. And then also... Uh, it's written and directed by a woman, and I like to watch films by women, um, like, and not just exclusively watch films by men. Uh, but I did not enjoy this film. I did not. I think it actually like ruined my day. Not because it was so bad that it ruined my day, but just that I feel like it just was not what I wanted it to be. And I was like, why can't this be better? Yeah, I don't know. I was I was watching this movie, and I I had no like. Um sort of preconceived or I, I hadn't looked anything up about it i just started watching it and i just had no idea where it was going <laughs> not in like you know an aggressively bad way but i'm like arissa picked this movie like at one point i thought it was going to be like like a, a lesbian like it totally romance was leaning movie. in that direction i was like what is this queer for like rating? for like a half hour oh my god i was, I, I was just so like is, is this why arissa no, picked this movie no 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 <laughs> I was I was very mad about that actually. I was like, why is this happening? Where okay, we should explain the film first. <laughs> so so the 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 movie sort of basic premise is there's this struggling actress um, who lives in L.A. who used to live in Austin, Texas, um, and basically she gets a call from her ex. She's a struggling actress slash stand up comedian. That's important. Yeah yeah, okay she's a yeah she's a like a hybrid. She's, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess he's like a, a comic. Yeah. An Aziz Ansari type, if you will. Yeah, and um, she was. She in... was in Master of yeah. None. Yeah. Anyway, um, so she basically um, she, she gets a call from her ex boyfriend, who they broke up when they were basically she moves to L.A. They tried long distance, it doesn't work. They break up, but she gets this call later saying that her cat, uh, Mr. Roosevelt, is sick. So she flies back to Austin, and it turns out the cat is dead, and it's sort of, you know, her staying there for, like, a little, her staying in Austin a little while to sort of deal with the cat, um, you know, funeral <laughs> arrangements. But really, it's, you know, it's about her sort of, you know, revisiting this stuff. This this film is, like, in the genre, if we can call it a genre, of uh, Millennials Are the Worst. <laughs> yep, yep, that's a genre. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Like, okay, first of all, I'll start by saying it was shot on 16 millimeter film. And I didn't understand that choice from the get go. I was just sort of like, like, I feel like it was like, you want it to look a certain way. You want it to have a certain feel, but that feel like doesn't match with like the content that you're creating. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like it. It didn't, didn't really feel like it had a strong visual style. It felt like not to it, say yeah. it was ugly, no, it, but it was just sort of. It wasn't ugly. It wasn't, but it was sort of just like, how is this like enhancing 
the narrative like obviously i feel like you use that kind of grainy look when you're either doing like a period thing or there's some other you know thing going on that lends itself to that but it felt like this just like it didn't work it was just like we want to we want it to look this way but not actually like with the proper intention behind it i mean so it's written and directed by the the main character in this film um so, so like, her name I think is it's noelle like, you know, wells noelle wells yep um yeah so i think maybe she just wanted to when i think this is her first movie that she wrote and directed so that's sort of why I would guess she shot it on 16. Yeah, or just, like, Austin, Texas, like, that vibe, you know, maybe that, like, Austin, Texas vibe of being kind of, you know, not old school, but sort of, you know. It's not, like, flashy and new, like, the big cities. It's more rustic. Okay, maybe. But it just didn't work. I don't know. <laughs> I don't say it didn't work. The other thing that I thought was um, really... Or, very, that really shot out to me is I af, I didn't realize um, who Noelle Wells was when I was watching this movie because her character I guess she was on SNL too yeah. I don't For know like if, I, saw, if I watched that season yeah. I mean and she's on Master of None I feel like I've seen her I should have seen her in things but I just didn't recognize her I think because her character is so different Yeah. in this it's interesting because like so i watched the beginning of master of none and i actually stopped watching master of none in the episode where um dev and her like go away because i like couldn't keep watching it was just so it felt very uncomfortable for whatever reason just like them together i know a lot of people i think liked their screen chemistry but for whatever reason it like wasn't working for me so i stopped watching it and so i'm thinking maybe i just like have an aversion to this actress which would not be fair maybe. but i'm just sort of like i don't know maybe <laughs> i like arissa just hates women I, no, I definitely do not okay do not i definitely don't and no i think the thing that okay so to get to the actual meat and potatoes of what i didn't like about this film it felt like um it felt like literally all the characters were two-dimensional. Sometimes there's movies where you're like, oh, this main character feels like the only real meaty character and everyone else is just like a cardboard cutout. But even in this film, it felt like this main character, played by Noelle Wells, is just this like cardboard cutout. I like couldn't get, I never felt like I knew her or like what was, I, like you see glimpses and you get you get the sense right like Matt you explained about why she you know how she's kind of just like you know one of those kind of millennial trying to figure out what they're doing with their life not really sure feels like it's everybody else's fault but really it's like a thing with them but I mean all the characters are like y- that in this yeah movie. and it just felt like I I don't know there was it there was no substance for me of like of it so here, here's my like response to this movie like um when i was watching it i was like yeah this is okay or like yeah, this is okay this is pretty good i think it was you know reasonably well constructed for what it was trying to do um and then the next day i was just like really mad about it because um i wasn't really mad at the movie but i was just like yeah millennials are the worst <laughs> like there's all types of i 
I guess I sympathized with the movie too much or something. I don't know. But, like, I mean, so her character is kind of, like, cynical and kind of, like, she has this sense that she's better than everyone and she's following her dreams, but it's kind of clear that her dreams aren't really financially viable. Um, and, like, she makes tons of bad decisions and she's kind of, like, you know, I don't know. She, like, she does a lot of bad things. Or not, not bad, but just, bad things, just like things but where like, you're like, eh, it would have been better if you hadn't done that. And then, you know, there's sort of her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, and her new girlfriend, and not... his new oh, girlfriend, okay. <laughs> and sort of, and sort of their, like, um, you know, her clique, and all those people are like the people who go to yoga, or, you know, are really upset that the cat is dead, even though they didn't really even know the cat. And it's just a cat and like all that type of ridiculousness. Yeah. And then to a lesser extent too, there's sort of like her friend slash <laughs> it's I guess not really love interest, but who knows but what's going uh, on hint, there. <laughs> hint hint, they totally could have started something, but like let's just queer bait everybody and everyone is for some reason straight. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um that's a risk no, soapbox the worst, for the week. Okay, so that's um, fine. No, but anyway, so so fine. But like, why was she totally down to be her friend after like seeing her for like one second? Like, clearly she wanted more. I don't know. Okay. It was weird. Continue. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, but um, like there was sort of that whole group of like really hippie type people. I don't say hippie. They just like went topless. Um, but sort of like very free spirit. Yeah, they all go topless, and they're like, "Oh, you should take off your top too." To Noel. Well, who's just like, I really don't want to. And it was sort of like, like, that was like all other, no- like, you know, it's just like three types of millennials and they're all bad people. And I'm just like, yes, like, everybody's terrible. No, but, but the <laughs> no. thing is, everybody's terrible because none of those people were real. They were all totally fake. Like, and I get it. Like, you know, I mean, people who are kind of like that. Right. But it just, it felt like there was no depth to these characters i mean that's kind of the the point though i mean the point is to sort of pull up i don't know if i'd say call them stereotypes but just sort of you know it's it's a surprisingly common like genre i think of of things that are coming out now about i mean made by oh like like search who's oh search party i don't know but search party is different search party is way different i mean i don't know it's like girls or like search party or like you know those are those are, I'm not saying any of these are perfect. Yeah. I'm sort of saying they're the same genre of, you know, being a show about these characters who are millennials. But, and I assume it's in written by millennials, yeah. just complaining about, you know, how insufferable they are and how insufferable their Huge friends are. Huge difference, though. Huge difference, because those two examples you mentioned are TV shows. Like, you, by virtue of being a TV show, you have to see characters develop, even if it's, like, developing down a wrong path or regressing. You see growth and you see movement, whereas this film, I you don't I feel like there's other that. movies like this. I'm not oh, sure. No, but totally. I totally. Mean, I agree with that... you. But I think all of those movies are shit. All of those... Oh, the movies, movies that are like, like this. this? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's like the whole thing where she's, you know... She flies. It's sort of like Francis Ha too. Francis Ha is a little bit more generous to the the characters in it. Yeah, I would say a but, lot more. Generous. And there is more. There is more development that goes yes. on. But you know, in Francis Ha, she goes to Paris for no reason, 
And this movie, she goes to Austin for her cat, which is kind of a reason, but, you know, it's implied in the movie that she can't really afford to, to fly, and so it's kind yeah. of like... Yeah, and I would say that the difference between Frances Ha and this is that, yeah, that anecdote, that Paris anecdote, is just that. It's like, it's a, it's a piece in this film where we see Frances moving in certain directions of her life and at times she's kind of spinning and spiraling in the same place but like there's still that kind of movement within that stagnation if that makes any sense like a whirlpool um what? whereas yeah that makes sense it makes sense movement in that stagnation. it makes sense i'm gonna call up greta gerwig and be like would you agree and she would say yes i agree so anyway but in this film right that whole the whole thing is that imagine if the whole film Francis Ha had been in Paris that Paris scene that would have been so dumb and boring and that's exactly what this was <laughs> I don't I'm like let's I want to say this in, in defense of this okay, movie like you know we're t- we're talking about this movie in a somewhat negative light but it's we're not talking about any of the tech I guess you t- you did mention the 60 millimeter but I mean like you know technically it's sound yes, true and like you know the writing, the dialogue is, is fine. The characters kind of two dimensional, I think intentionally so. Um, but like it's I don't know, it's it's not a badly made movie. No. It's not a movie that you like it was made with intention and it was made like, you know I would not And it it it, it, yeah. it, it as much it like, you know, I think a success of art is if it can invoke a ma- an emotional response. And it did make me angry. Okay. So, and not mad at the movie, but, you know, angry at I was sympathetic. Yeah, so, like, you know. I think that's a good point. And I think that's why I hope everybody that listens to this, like, takes all of our comments on every film we do with a grain of salt. Because I definitely, I watched this whole movie and at no point was I like, I want to turn this off. This is so bad. Like, Enter the Void was a piece of shit I would wipe my <laughs> ass with. We can always keep, I... <laughs> Actually, funny. Well, the funny story. I was talking about that movie with someone, and they seemed like they wanted to watch it. And I was like, "If you want to watch it, you can watch it, but it's a terrible idea." No, it's a horrible really idea. Sh- you should do anything else with your time except for hurt another human being. If it's between watch Enter the I mean, Void well, and hurt another human, <laughs> watch Enter the Void. If it's any other option, do the other option. I, I don't quite endorse that. I can think of other things that you shouldn't do. Like what? But... <laughs> I said if it's not hurting another human being. But yeah, but if it's hurting yourself. Okay, you are, human, the, like, sorry, you, know, right. you are a human being. You are a human being. Don't, don't, but there's watching things, the film animals. Is, don't hurt animals. Watching the you know, film don't, is hurting don't, yourself. I would rather someone watch that movie than, you know, run around the streets throwing trash everywhere. Yeah, that, there are things okay. you can do I, that are worse than I would the void, be okay with but... that as long as they picked it up <laughs> after. Um... Anyway, so um, back to this film. Regardless, so but this, this is like film, you know, this is yeah, a. I never wanted. It's to a. It's it a fine movie. It's sort of like, I think the the problems that you have with it are sort of you know, plot related problems which are significant. Yes. Um. But I just want to you know, in defense of this movie, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a bad movie. Okay. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't think that it's a bad movie in the sense that like I I watched it. If people were like, hey, we're watching Mr. Roosevelt, I'd be like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't, like, leave the room or, like, force them to watch something else. But I think in terms of, I just want 
I just expect the best of people, including myself. And I feel like this film could have been a lot better and it wasn't. And that disappointed me. And I hold... So, like, what, like, how would you make the film better, I, I guess? We've yeah. sort of danced around a lot of issues. Sort of, how would you change it to make the film better? I think the biggest thing is this, is the two-dimensionality. And I know that you're saying that that's, like, part of the point, was to, like, create these characters that you would see as these stereotypical millennials or these tropes of various millennial, you know, tendencies that you are supposed to not like as a way to like examine yourself and not like yourself but i think that the fact that they're so so two-dimensional makes that like a null point because i'm looking at these characters and i'm being like i don't see myself in any of these people because they're all super 2d cardboard um so i'm not gonna examine the flaws that i know exist in myself um i mean the biggest like let's go back to uh noel noel's friend right in the film like she meets oh. yeah she's yeah. like a server at a restaurant and she meets her at the restaurant when she like accidentally like cuts her hand on some glass or something and then immediately they're like besties and then later in the film i think it's towards the end like there's some like big deal thing that like the friend is just like yeah i'll help you or something like that and i'm just like wait what like you literally you literally like kind of don't know this person and you're just like jumping through hoops for this person i don't know it was just very strange and so and then also the girlfriend the girlfriend of um noel's ex-boyfriend like you know that's the major thing is there's this tension right between noel and her ex-boyfriend and Noelle and this new girlfriend. And it feels like at the end, because it's a film, the aspects of that are resolved. I will not tell you how, but like the way that that resolves feels so, so fake and so much like, oh, it's the end of a movie. We need to somehow fix this, you know, dumb tension that we've set up from the beginning in this way that seems super superficial. Um, I, don't, I mean, like, yeah. It, it well, doesn't one do of the, the work that to I, me. It's, it doesn't do the work that a good narrative needs to do. Yeah, I mean, I think there, there was a little, I guess there is a little bit of development that happens in the film, but the characters are kind of, you know, character true. It could have used probably a character that was just sort of, you know, very genuine. Yeah. Instead of, everyone's really fake, but I'm, like I said, like I, like could have they could have added that. I think the point of everyone being fake is kind of like you know, I don't know. Like um, like the whole thing is she she stays at her old house that her ex boyfriend lives at, like when she's back, which is like ridiculous. Like that's such a millennial thing though. Like you know this whole idea like they broke up, like because they were long distance and they never really resolved their issues, and then they're expected to you know just yeah like live at the same house like yeah exactly and the, you know they're clearly not fine with it yeah but they pretend to be because you know that's what they're it's expected of them and... which like i can see i don't know i can see that as being something that happens but it just felt like yeah i mean it even the points of conflict that happen in the film they just felt not I think they 
they could have punched everything higher a bit in intensity. I'll say, like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I think it kind of, like, addresses some new areas. One of the thing, other thing I liked about it is sort of, like, you know, it is part of this genre. It sort of attacked, attra- uh, addressed it sort of, you know, with, with fairly a fairly unique setup, I would say. You know, the whole idea of the the cat, the cat, like, you know, they bought a cat, to, or it was her cat, and then, you know, her boyfriend started taking care of it when she left, and then sort of, his, it was his cat, and also, like, his new boy, her, his new girlfriend's cat, and, you know, mm-hmm. still his ex-girlfriend's cat, like, you know, yeah. there's some interesting ideas that were set, or interesting premises that were set up. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I mean, it kind of suffers from, it's a, it's, I mean, it's not quite like, you know, uh, uh, just a Dante's Inferno, like, nine levels of hell millennials, like, you know, <laughs> but, or nine circles of millennials, but... Oh, that would be cool. See, that would be a film <laughs> I'd watch. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not quite, you know, that, that, you know, forceful about it, but it's it kind of like, you know, it kind of does stuff like that. I think it, it gets 100% on Rotten Tomatoes because... It's a competently made movie, and um, it's different, which I think when you watch a lot of movies, like cr- critics do, you start to appreciate things more for being different. I think that's sort of a value that, as limited as numbers of movies you watch goes to infinity, the value of difference goes way up. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't see and how I think, this I think is it, that much different. I mean, I, I, like I said, I think it's got some unique premises. And it's kind of, you know, independent. It has an independent flavor rather than being, you know... It, the, the, it's not sanded down. The characters are, are weird. The situations are weird. Everyone's kind of flat. But it's not, you know... This is not a movie that was come up, came up with by a marketing team. Yeah, true. And I think on top of that, you know, it's not. it didn't have a wide release. So you only have 30 critics on it. It's not like... I think that's a relatively small... That's not like a tiny number, but that's a relatively small number of people. And then, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is thumbs up or thumbs down. So I'm guessing it's more like, you know, a lot of people gave it 60s than everybody that's given it 100. Hmm. Okay, so I see. I didn't really... I literally have never, like, examined Rotten Tomatoes. So I didn't realize that the tomato was only critics eh. i mean right. there's an audience score yeah the too. audience score is 60 percent, which seems more accurate with how i feel <laughs> <laughs> more accurate with how i feel or more in line with how you so feel. i guess the fact that so i clearly i'm not a critic but okay so you're you're i mean maybe, like you know your statement makes we're, sense then. we're critics yeah. we're not professional critics but we do watch a lot of movies so yeah that's fine but yeah yeah i mean i don't know like (laughs) this movie it's if if you sort of if you like search party a lot and you like girls a lot this movie is not i don't think it's quite it's not as dynamic as them it's not um but you know i think it if it does a reasonable job of sort of talking about different types of millennials and why they're annoying and you know yeah but it's just, that message sort of resonated with me it's sort of just times. like i i don't know i don't want to like watch a film that like 
like parodies. It's it not just, even really a parody. I know, it, it just feel it feels uninspired. I'm mean, just gonna be honest. It feels like it doesn't like I said earlier, it feels like it doesn't do the work that it I feel like if it took more time to try and really figure out how to say what it wanted to say more effectively, like just you're too you're too much of a hipster. I don't so know. You're too close to these problems. No, I mean I I don't think I have friends like anybody legitimately in this film. I was just like, who are these people? They seem like aliens to me. Maybe that's why. Maybe because I don't know anybody who's like this. I'm just like, why is this being shown on film? I don't know. I I I, I don't. I, it's fine. I you, don't you believe that. It. You enjoyed it. <laughs> I know people who are reasonably like this and i believe you know people who are reasonably Ooh, like this too who do i know i don't know all your friends but i i bet That's that the thing. i think i don't i don't have that many friends i think because i avoid people like this <laughs> okay <laughs> um <laughs> all right so what do you give uh the, the, the one other thing i wanted to talk okay. about actually yeah. in this movie um doug benson What's his deal? Okay, I'm gonna click this name. What's, oh, du- oh yeah! You, oh, that was another weird part. Ah. Oh. Like I, I don't no. know. Maybe I have to look this I up. Just, but I don't, I don't like Doug Benson shows up in things, and he's kind of like he's got the Doug Benson thing going, but it's kind of like Bill Murray. Oh, I mean, like Bill it's like Bill Murray in the fact that you know you're supposed to appreciate it more because it's Doug Benson, but I don't know like why, like I like. When did Doug Benson get big? Like, I think getting Doug with high. Or super high me. I don't know. I'm just reading stuff off of his filmography. <laughs> he just doesn't... This isn't the first time I've seen him do this, and I'm just... I was confused. <laughs> like, why Why is Doug Benson in this? I've never seen what him is, do this. What is Doug Benson doing? Yeah. What other film? He's, he's in it. I mean... The, he's in You're the Worst. Okay, yeah. And I've seen him on YouTube, too. I mean, the big one is You're the Worst, but... I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Doug Benson. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what do you give it? <laughs> I'd probably give it, like, you know, a three. Like, like you know, when I, when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is a, it's a pretty decent movie. And then the next day, I was like, oh, God, ugh. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like a three. I think, you know, we sort of said what, you know, the people, type of people who might like this movie and why they might like it. So. Yeah. I give it a three. I, um, my, I would give it a low three, high two. Everybody knows why I would give it that. I have explained myself fully. But I agree with you that, like, I think... A lot of people might enjoy this film. I think it just wasn't what I needed. You know? I don't need this film. Yeah. So, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Manatee, manatee. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice day. Wait, isn't there something else? Well, it... It goes matinee, matinee. Oh, yes. Have a nice day. Hooray. Manatee, manatee. But you started out with the manatee, manatee. Blah, blah, bleep, which blah, we blah, cut. Blah, blah, blah. We, 
we tried to cut in this season, but one of these days. Okay. One of the <laughs> we're gonna have a for season three if we make it that far, which we probably will because it's not like we have a budget that'll get lost <laughs> at some point. <laughs> we have no budget. Um, but maybe I'll make an outro uh, rap. Ooh, we'll see. I would listen to that. And then immediately cut it, my ears but... off, Vincent Van Gogh style. Boom. Because you like the art so much. No, <laughs> no, I would listen to it. I believe you could make an okay rap. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Ma- Any matinee. Manatee, manatee. Have a nice day. <laughs>